My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Colin. I'm Ray. <laughs> and I'm Josh. And this is where we talk all things Star Wars. And it almost feels like we have a special guest today. It yeah, is Ray. She hasn't been with us for quite a while. They're back. Let's go. I'm back. Yep. Our wonderful uh, resident artist. Yes. All of our logos. Yeah, every, every logo that you see. Every that we get. Yeah, essentially everything. <laughs> That if you look at the top right hand corner for watching this on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, she has designed for us and we have it. It's kind of hard to see that one, but it's really cool. And uh, yeah, she's designed everything that we've done graphically. So yeah, big shout out to Ray. I can say it to her face. Yeah. <laughs> <Shouting> you out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so before we get started, though, we do want to recognize our awesome support, our patrons. On the purple tier, we have Chris Simpson, Kevin Langer, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters. Sean Great House and Zach Netzel and Maria Atia Arnold on the red tier. We have Fenrir526, Maya Morris on the black tier. We have Maka Tautala, Nathan Shank, Evan O'Paker, Liam McCallion, and Texas Vader76. Thank you all for your awesome love and support for our podcast. It means a lot to us. So, Colin has some really awesome topics he wants to talk about, even though he's muted. But the big topic, I think, that has been on everyone's brain for a while now since we did our last podcast was, and this is a rumor, I think it's one of those grain of salt type rumors that is out there. So I think it's okay for us to talk about it. So if you're sensitive to any type of rumors that are I mean, possible, it might pan out, might not pan out, but it feels like everyone's talking about it in the Star Wars sphere on the internet and other podcasts is the fact that we might get an appearance by none other than. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter. It's innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Keanu Reeves, which is a fan cast that was made, I want to say before the Rosario Dawson fan cast of Ahsoka Tano. It's been that long, it feels like. I don't know if anyone in chat can... Can talk it to has that. Been a but... very, very long time, and I, I remember seeing all the fan like photos and edits of it. I mean, it is, it's definitely one of those things that I'm like, 
please. How much of a, a little cameo it would be, who knows? But it's definitely something that like everyone's been like, please. And I wonder how much he'd be up to it because I feel like he's been doing so much so lately. But he like, I wonder how how long he'll continue acting or he'll uh, continue acting to the point where it's like there's a lot of action that he's doing. Because I feel like he's he's getting up there with age. So hey, man, if you're gonna put him in a Star Wars project and get him doing this fan favorite character, please do it now. <laughs> Well, also, if it's a character with a helmet, then you can use a body double. This is true. He like from what we would know is that he wouldn't do anything with the helmet until he becomes like a Darth. So he's still Revan for a long time until he places the helmet back on and then becomes uh, Darth Revan. So I'm very curious to see if they'd they'd push it. And it's it's funny because like everyone has their favorite story for Revan being like from the old Republic games. So I'm like, Hmm, this will be interesting to when they decide if they're going to change it or not. And we do know that Revan is Canon due to the, the squadrons being named in uh, uh, episode nine, I believe. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Evan in the chat here. He's one of our awesome patrons. I'm about to send something in the mail to uh, Evan because he's on our $66 tier. So look for that. Hopefully it gets to you faster than the last package did because his last package actually hey. ended up in South Korea, I believe. And he lives on the opposite side of the world. So, yeah, he let us know about that because I sent something to him. And he got it like six months later. <laughs> so, uh, so. Sounds, sounds about right. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Last time kid? that I've been gone. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> So yeah, we are talking about the Acolyte. We are talking about a possible appearance by Keanu Reeves in the Acolyte. But I've heard so many different rumors and stories and theories on what we're going to get in the Acolyte. Now, I was just talking to Josh, Ray, and Colin before the podcast about the trailer. The awesome trailer that we don't understand why they haven't released to the public yet at Celebration Europe. It was so great. I forgot the middle of it because the beginning and the end to me were so profound and kind of set the tempo, set the stage for what we're going to get with Acolyte. It feels like very dark, very gritty. It felt like to me, it was very surprising, very, just very, a very refreshing take on. Star yes, Wars. it, it was. Yeah. It, it, it was relieving too, because I mean, you think of Acolyte, you think high Republic, the end of it, but of course the end usually doesn't end well. But it was very dark, and I was like, wow, that this is a very interesting take. And then you get Leslie Headland on stage talk about how she's a huge fan and that Star Wars got her through life, essentially, and that she's read pretty much everything uh, from Extended Universe to what's canon now. And she's like a real hardcore Star Wars fan. It's going to be interesting to see what her take on Acolyte is. But that beginning and end... And all the stories that I, I just alluded to, um, it's at the very end of the High Republic leading into the Phantom Menace time period. So my initial thought was always Plagueis. Are we going to get Plagueis stuff? There's an opportunity to do that. And then, of course, mm -hmm. we have the rumors with Revan. I mean, this series might be one of the greatest things that we get in Star Wars. And I know I'm hyping it up now, and I'm probably hyping myself up too, but... There's an opportunity there to do something really, really great, I think. 
Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I mean, all that we've really had, and I, I feel like we're actually going into this new uh, stage of Star Wars with having um, High Republic stuff be visually put on screen or in other visual media. Because uh, one of the big points, I think I've talked about it before, is that in like the main plot point for uh, Jedi Survivor was to do with the High Republic. So it was great seeing those types of characters and understanding what it was like being a Jedi during this uh, this peak of prosperity. So I'm very, very, very excited to see what they have in store for us. The thing is with that trailer is they showed a lot from the perspective of the Jedi and showing how many Jedi were actually on screen. It was awesome. The only thing is that I want to see because she explained it uh, as a star wars story from the the side of the bad guys so i'm like hey i can't wait to see all that we have for the the villain side on screen i'm very very excited for that yeah i just wonder how they're gonna pull that off really if because we've we've heard of stories and we've seen stuff told by the view of the villains the bad guys and mm. it still seems like it kind of more or less concentrates a lot more than I think we're expecting on the light side. And then the villains somehow get kind of turned like better than what they were. Like they, they have like a better heart than what we originally thought. And they kind of mm -hmm. turn them good in a way. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the, the, the trend right now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be interesting if she actually does it like hardcore dark side coming up with, Ahsoka, we have the orange lightsabers, which kind of tells me maybe those new villains are maybe not light, not dark, maybe something totally different than what we've got. <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep that it's that one thing for um like of Yoda's comment being like you're gonna be the last Jedi and we're just we're gonna have all these lightsaber users, but we can't have them actually be Jedi. So <laughs> I feel like that's the the thing that they're doing with it. Yeah, that that's that's an interesting thing that Lucasfilm has kind of gone back on, but not gone back on from a certain point of view that Yoda was saying he was the last Jedi. I feel like it's one of those things that we that a lot of fans want to see is just the idea of the gray Jedi. Uh, as like an EU thing. However, I don't feel like they'll ever be like, we have gray Jedi. I feel like we're just going to have these, these in a figurative sense, instead of being a whole black and white story, we're going to have people who are in the gray who use force abilities and lightsabers. Well, I wonder yeah. if that could come out with the new Ray movie when she's training a new Jedi order. Mm -hmm. If you have something that's a little more towards the gray Jedi yeah I, I mean we had like what is it the the jedi text go away but now they're kind of back so i'm like i'm very interested to see what they do with that film i'm very excited that was actually my hope in 2017 when i met colin at the last jedi panel when they showed us the trailer it alluded to almost like we're gonna do like get rid of the jedi order and do something brand new and maybe get like something like gray jedis but i've heard feloni say either feloni or lucas have said there's no such thing as a gray jedi there's either jedi or sith hmm. 
but with this Ahsoka show, they they might be skirting that line. So hopefully, I would be all for it. That would be something different, be something new. It would be something, like Josh said, something that the fans have been kind of liking since the um, extended universe and something I think people would welcome. I mean, it's something different. Um, it's human nature, more predicated to that. So I would be all for it. What about you, Colin? Yeah, I uh the the thing that I'm I'm super excited about um about Acolyte is that which is something we talked about last week and it's that we are we are going to be in the prime of the Jedi. This is not what George Lucas's um commentary was for Attack of the Clones of where he he was like, "Hey, you know, the, the this is where the Jedi are, you know, in their prime, blah blah blah." That is totally different from what the Acolyte is because of this is when they are not corrupted by the Senate. They are not power hungry. This is like when the Jedi are in their prime of what their main objective is, which is keeping the peace. They are not doing errands for the Senate or anything. They are being protectors of the galaxy. And this is going to be a great show because it's, it's going to show the audience a different side of of the Jedi they've never seen before on screen. And to me, this is what the kind of message of the Jedi is, is, is during this time, is they are protectors of the peace. Like Mace Windu said, they are protectors of the peace, not soldiers. And they were soldiers long before the Clone Wars. Um, something from the High Republic between the events of the prequels changed that and i think that's what we're going to see in acolyte is we are slowly going to get into that rhythm of what we see happen in the prequels and is it going to have darth plagueis maybe but that is basically of what the acolyte is it's bridging that gap between the high at the end of the high republic era to the prequels and that's never been done before so that's very very exciting to see Especially if we're getting that on screen. It's going to be awesome. And I want to see young Palpatine. I want to see Tom Hiddleston in that role. Okay. We've been saying that for years. I mean, he, he looks just like him. You stick the hood on him. Yeah. <laughs> it's him. Yeah, I really want to see the uh, them sowing the seeds of the destruction of the Jedi on screen. Where, like, I want to see, like, a whole audience feel of just, like, it's this click of, like, oh, this is the exact point you can pinpoint where it just immediately starts going into the wrong direction for them. And by the time, like we know it's like, it's already too late for them to change anything. Yeah. It'd be very exciting to see on screen. Yeah. Uh, for our next piece of news is outlaws um, at San Diego, San Diego comic-con this, uh, this past weekend. Um, we got a bunch of new footage we got a bunch of new planets. Uh, Josh, how excited are you? Uh, well, okay. So this is more <laughs> of a, uh, this was a developer kind of thing of, they were showing off like, Hey, look, this is what we got working. This is where we're going with our concept wise. And um, yeah, they showed off that there's like new planets. I'm very excited to see how it's, how it is in these different sides. And they, they said that they're really pushing for the uh, space Western feel 
which yes. I'm very, very excited for. And they commented, and I feel like they got it extremely right in the fact that this is war during this time uh, gives a lot of opportunities for people like our, our main character in this game uh, where it's like, hey, like all these smugglers, all these uh, bounty hunters and um, all these people who are basically criminals are are coming and coming together to use it as a wonderful opportunity for each other. So I was like, yeah, this is going to be very fun. However, I don't feel like they they still haven't really showed us or explained to us as much as gameplay wise as I would like. I'd love nope. a full gameplay breakdown and different features that are coming to the game before I make my full honest opinion and decision on what I want to see or what I can't wait to see. Um, everything that they showed off so far definitely has me hyped. I I think I, I've said it before. It's like, what does open world mean for this for Star Wars? I yeah. want definitely, definitely want to know what that means for this. So I'm excited. Something else as well is that it's going to give you the, which a kind of answers a question, which was how canon is this game going to be? Apparently it's, going to give you a couple of options of what you can do and it can kind of change your outcome um mm -hmm. uh of what's happening in the game so for example at some point you will be working for jabba you have the you know chance to do what he says or you can you know kind of go back on your word now this whole game is i to me, because you're a main character and they haven't fully announced yet if you will be able to do customization or anything, most likely it's probably going to be a no. But now it's just like, okay, well, if if the game's not going to be fully canon then because you have a bunch of chances to change the choices that you make, then is the game going to be fully canon? Like, I'm really curious of what your guys' thoughts on this is. Uh, because they haven't made a game like this since like the force unleashed where like, because every game that that's come out recently has been canon. Um, but if they're changing the choices, uh, of what you can do mm -hmm. going something, forward, that's going to affect the canon. Something interesting in my opinion is, um, so have you, have you played the recent assassin Creed assassin's creeds? Uh, no i haven't i've been wanting to but i have not okay well one of the biggest criticisms for them is that they are absolutely stupid long like <laughs> like if, if you wanted to do everything and it, it would take hundreds of hours and i believe ubisoft just said that um hey like this this game is air quotes unfinishable because it is like over three out 300 hours long to be able to do everything i saw and i was like that's a lot of things and I'm very interested to see where it goes from there because I know that it was a criticism of Assassin's Creed, but I feel like with Star Wars, that's a, it's a perfect thing. It's just, it's just endless, endless content. And one thing that I really do want is to be able to play a game and have a completely different experience to my friends. And we can have a conversation and be like, Hey, did you experience this? Oh no, I didn't. I talked to someone else and it's, yeah. it's all, a changing different base of what's happening so i'm excited to see where it goes from here and i don't know what with the canon side of where they're allowed to take things yeah and how much they're allowed to change and i feel like this is going to be a story like i wouldn't doubt at the beginning of this to to keep things in a canon it's 
a retelling from her perspective where she's like, I'm going to tell you my story and how it happened. So they can still keep their canon. However, it is from her perspective of what happened. So I, I don't doubt it's going to start like that. Yeah, man, I, I, and this time period is, is, is very, very, it's one that's not, it's not really explored. It's kind of like when they started exploring the timeline between uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Like mm -hmm. that timeline was never really explored until the Mandalorian came out. And this, you know, time period hasn't been really explored except with a couple of shorts and books here, but not on screen, not as large as a game like this. So seeing things, um, uh, seeing things play out during this time period of where it ties, you know, into the, into the original trilogy mm -hmm. is definitely going to be awesome because it's going to add to the canon. Uh, I recently started listening to on audible, uh, a certain point of view, and I cannot stress enough how I'm looking at the cantina scene for a new hope very differently now, uh, be, because it just dives in deeper into characters that you see on screen for maybe like 30 seconds. But now, you know, everything happening with them. And I can't wait to listen to the empire strikes back one and return of the Jedi. But um, I'm hoping to see some characters that we haven't seen on screen in a long time. Uh, like, mm -hmm. and you know, this is star Wars outlaws. So that means smugglers, bounty hunters, pirates, the possibilities are endless for cameos for characters that we saw in the cantina. Like uh, how cool would it be to see the twin sisters there? Um, and then there is move tech. Like there's so many opportunities to put characters and have them have a large role uh, in this game. So I'm really hoping to see the underworld come out from under and just be seen in this game across the galaxy because it's called star Wars outlaws and you can't have outlaws with, you know, some classic faces like IG 88 and Dengar and stuff like throw them in there. Just mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Back when Annie and Anthony hosted the, the star Wars show, they went to regal robot and they made a full scale wearable cosplay of muff tech. And I think Anthony put it on and it looked awesome, man. It looked very, very warm because it's like fur from like head to toe and like a little <laughs> thing. And he, and he would always like touch it. <laughs> I know yeah. exactly what Ray's going to say, too. We know somebody who does yeah. muff tack and it is oh, nice. incredibly hot. Yep. She wears um, an ice pack vest mm -hmm. and it melts within, I think, what was it, like 30 minutes? Yeah, Dang. yeah. That it's like suit melted. is hot. And I believe she also wears stilts for that costume too. Um, yes, because when she wears it, her head does not come above the torso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's no, no. That like costume is tall. And I remember going to Celebration 2019 and I remember seeing people wear a Wampa costume for the first time. And it's just like that. Like those costumes are big. Uh, and it's so cool to um, to have the opportunity to be part of the 501st and the Rebel Legion and the Droid Builders to bring everything we see on screen to life in a way. So, um, yeah, no, I 
uh, going back to the game though, I really want to see uh, characters that we haven't seen in a long time, like in this game. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, now, Ray, I have a question for you. Are you a gamer or not really? No. <laughs> oh, okay, so what does a Star Wars game need to do to kind of draw you in uh, into it? Because I've always been curious of like, there's some games that people won't play, but then like a new game comes out and, and then it's like, boom, that's interesting. I want to play that. What would Star Wars Outlaws have to do to to make you be like, all right, I'm buying a PlayStation five, I'm buying a new controller headset. Like what's the thing that will draw you in to, to buy a game like this? I know the answer. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're on tattooing, it's possible. Oh, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> she's there. Um, I don't know. Um, I've never, like, I never had a, any sort of, playstation game boy any of that growing up so i never grew up game so it's not really appealed to me okay so yeah i don't know that i'd be able to answer that question okay all right luckily we have youtube so if you ever really want you could always just watch what happens and we could always read (laughs) yeah true instead of dropping thousands of dollars on game consoles and deciding to have to play for (laughs) dedicating hours into a game I was not like like suggesting her to. I was just curious because there are some people that have like really never been into games. But then, for example, when Hogwarts Legacy came out, all of the Harry Potter fans just were like, all right, I'm getting that game. I'm buying a PlayStation 5. Let's go. And that and that really doesn't happen. So I was just curious if. You know, if they ended up making a game all about Sabe, would that be the thing where you're like, all right, I'm dropping everything? I mean, if they made a game where you play as the handmaidens, yeah, Yeah. possibly. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't know how to operate the system, but I would try. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I think what would get me interested in a game is if it was like, contained a lot of lore about a character that i really liked okay like if there's a lot of like background information about ray or if you find out more stuff about the handmaidens or padme or naboo in general i would look into the game i probably wouldn't buy it to play but i know my friend a lot of friends who play a bunch of different games and they would totally just spill everything to me so (laughs) okay fair enough fair enough so I uh, think I heard some sad news recently. Um, I really love Battlefront. I love those games on the next gen consoles. Don't you? And apparently, <laughs> apparently, the next Battlefront game was almost completed. Yeah. And then they totally scrapped it. And it's Again? Like right there. Yeah, the next like Battlefront three, I guess. Well, so okay, I that would be the know... second time they've, they've yes canceled it. Yeah, um, I have uh, I've been keeping up to date about any news about the next Battlefront game because I think a lot of people will agree. But when the second EA Battlefront launched, it was a mess. I'm not yes. going to sugarcoat it. It definitely was a mess. You had to 
pay to play and there were a lot of things that were did advertised. you really i mean i was oh playing. yeah I didn't, I didn't buy anything I, well it, it definitely like it the difference was is that let let your gun is better than mine only because you decided to spend money on the game mm, yes okay yeah and i still had fun pay to win <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah you could definitely have fun with it it's just yeah. i hate games where it's like you're getting an advantage because yeah just because you had money yeah yeah that, and that was a very big criticism of yeah. the game at the time right but what's crazy is that as soon as it got to the end of its time i that's honestly when the game was at its peak like that game still has so many players today uh and they were working on coruscant they were working on adding ahsoka and ventress and all these other characters and then they were like we need to make battlefield 2042 and that's something that um i was okay all right just don't forget about you know the the next battlefront and then i get the new battlefield and that game was a disaster uh and and i sat there and i'm like you we, we could have had coruscant we could have had the 332nd legion from season seven of the clone wars and they just like poof they were like, no, we like need to focus on this. And I just, I was so sad that day of of of, of when they announced when they were ending it. But uh, for the new game, they actually were very very close. But then they wanted to move on to the next project, uh, basically because they wanted to focus more on the other battlefield games and stuff going forward. With um, the new acquisition that went through, finally, of the one from Microsoft and um, Blizzard Entertainment and Activision, I'm wondering what the the future will look like towards PlayStation's uh, deal, which I feel like, why not get a, an exclusive Star Wars game? I feel like that's that would be something on their horizon anyway. Yeah. Um, we had that exclusive for um, Old Republic. I believe where it was that the remake for it was going to yep. be exclusive that um, th- th- that's no longer happening. It yeah. It's like. no longer yeah. happening. So now <laughs> I'm kind of confused on where we're going to go with it. However, is there any game studio you would like to see helm a star Wars game? Cause that that's a, that's an interesting cause technically anyone can do it right now. So right. I'm I'm very interested because it's not just EA anymore. So who could come in and absolutely? Do I would a great really. Job? I mean, I'm not the biggest gamer here, but I would really like a like a Halo style Star Wars game. So like from Bungie, like three four three. Oh, three four three was. So they. Yeah. So the closest thing we have to that is Republic Commandos. Um, that's getting a remake. Yes, and we don't have a date on that. Um, again, I just want an open world game where I can customize my character, go on Tatooine. Just, I mean, I want a Red Dead Redemption GTA type style Star Wars game where I can play online with my friends. If I want to join the Max Rebo band, if I want to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) right. uh, (laughs) You want to learn the space flute? Yeah, I like I, I I mean there's so much opportunity and that game would be I mean I'm I'm telling you right now if they made a game exactly like GTA or Red Dead Redemption, put a Star Wars skin on it, 
release it, that game would be one of the most groundbreaking, most uh like they would probably make more than what they like paid for making the game within the day of launch. Yeah, like, I think that would be awesome to have Rockstar come in and do a, oh, a title for Star Wars. That would be crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I feel like that would be the game of where Ray would be like, all right, I can be a handmaiden. I can be like, I mean, there's like, yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's what people want. People want a game where they can put themselves into the, you know, into the galaxy of Star Wars. That's why people go to Galaxy's Edge because they are living their own adventure in, you know, in real life, in live action, where you are there. It is your story. You are finding the Falcon. You are going to Ogus Cantina. You are joining the Resistance. You are. That is the point of, of and the opportunity that a game like that would present for new people. And that would get people to, you know, be like, you know what? I'm never, I was never really a gamer, but now I'm going to be because you have the opportunity of living your own story without leaving your couch and, and going to California or Florida. You, you, you can, you know, stand your couch, play a game, hang out with friends online. That is the dream right there for star Wars fans is to, be in the story of Star Wars. I am so passionate about this We because we were so <laughs> close. We were so close with Lego Star Wars, and they took away the customization. They didn't have any customization for the characters, and they didn't have any online play. And I was so bummed because I was like, you you were so close to perfection. You missed it. You, 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 you were so close. So, so close it's just, to greatness. Yes, yes. It's just <laughs> like, come on. So please. Well, just I'm so me. mad at... <clears throat> I'm still mad at that game because they completely threw out Sabe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My friend sent me a video recording of that little segment. Yeah. Um, where instead of the queen, instead of Padme's double, it's just everybody is Padme. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's cute. <laughs> but also. That's not canon. Yeah. Sabe <laughs> is the whole reason that Padme made it out of that movie alive. So, <laughs> yep. So no, I just, I yeah, just I want a question for Colin and Josh here, since they play a ton of games, they've beaten all the survivor games. They're huge Cal Kestis fans, but is there a game where you can, where you can be a main character, like a Cal Kestis and go through planets and worlds, what have you, but also do side missions as like ancillary side characters Kind of like a Max, like what you're saying, Max Rebo. You can join the Max Rebo band and do missions there. Star Wars Galaxies was the only one. And then yeah. come back to your main storyline if you choose to, or you can kind of stay in that world and just kind so, of chill out. So there was a couple of uh, game, like, you know, online platforms for PC of where, of when the Clone Wars was, when the TV show was in its prime they had like a Clone Wars RuneScape type style game. I'm not sure if a lot of people that are listening that have ever played it, but basically you you could customize your own character and it was RuneScape, but for Star Wars. That's basically what it was. And that was an open world game where you could travel to you know different planets and stuff and play online with friends. But the game didn't last long because they didn't have enough people and... It was like they're kind of fixed for like an open world game, but it, it, it of just the mechanics for it, like probably wasn't the best at the time. Uh, but I, I, I really, 
I really can't think. I mean, I know there's the I never had the opportunity to play the new Star Wars, the older public games online. Josh, did you ever play the like, like the, the, current... the the Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah, yeah. So like we have like Knights of Old Republic and the Old Republic. Yeah, that was I an think, MMO. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, MMO wise, they've only ever really been MMO games because all the other ones just much more uh, focused on like a story. Uh, I yeah. I know that our classic generation one would have been the Force Unleashed. Um, oh yeah, like Force Unleashed, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, those kinds of things were like our side. Um, but no, what, what you're describing, I I don't think there's really been. No. where you get that kind of it's it's old, it's only one or the other so yeah. that's 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 another reason why i'm very excited to see what they do with outlaws yeah, yeah. so do you oh, think technologically we're not there yet is it like i think we're technologically power? there i just don't think that they feel like it's a broad enough appeal to push for it because if you wanted a gta game they're just going to make a new gta there it, it is it's like what is it something yeah. billion right now that has gone into just making that game and it's they still get hundreds of millions of dollars like for the the 10 year old gta now it's yeah. like they they haven't had a need to touch it as of yet so it's kind of like ultimate freedom with that game versus in a star wars universe for us how much money would you be able to push for that to being something don't know um and it it like so for now i think the main things that we're going to get it's it's like hey i want like star wars fans would be like i want all these games smushed together into one and i don't think that's on the tables as of yet yeah like it's definitely like i i feel like all these game creators are like yes that's where we're going but it's just not just yet cuz there's only one rockstar and they're only going to do one sort of game and I would love for them to do a Star Wars version of that game but it's just not there yet. And and if they ever do, it's going to be a very long time. They are still they they haven't even shown a trailer for GTA 6 or anything. They like haven't publicly <laughs> shown um, you know, just any footage or any work on it for like the past couple of years and besides getting leaked everything yeah <laughs> yep, and, and they weren't happy about that so if they did a star wars game like that it wouldn't it wouldn't happen but for a long time something that is awesome is we still do have modding communities and they have really kept uh battlefront alive um absolutely like modding communities being able to put in all the characters that you want uh change up gameplay aspects put in different like planets and worlds and i i know there is stuff for that for, like for gta on uh, pc where there's mods for star wars so it's it's it can be done i just don't think we're there yet as of where they want to go with star wars yeah yeah speaking of mods have you guys seen that mod where they take um jedi survivor and they make the lightsaber like cuts realistic so you're just slicing through stormtroopers and they're just cauterizing yeah. so there's no blood or gore i have i have seen it is that like just something that someone made and it's not ever going to be implemented yep yeah okay that honestly is just a mod someone made like super super quick um well not super quick but a lot of people loved it like and that trended so quickly because 
there's a lot of games like a lot of star wars games out there that have really never shown what a lightsaber should be able to do in a game that we get from the movies of where if you get your arm chopped off your arm gets chopped off and um if you're fighting a beast you know for example in survivor and you're slashing it a bunch of times and it's not you know going down that's kind of you know it they want to keep yeah so they they like want to keep that um that teen rating because if they but go there's no off, blood or gore though you just yeah well i mean i i, I mean you do slice people in half and cut yeah. off their arms in survivor already oh, okay yeah it's just not extensive as what you're talking about because i saw the clip that that i think you said i think it has something to do with like narrative wise is that like hey if you're just able to immediately slice through everything what's the challenge right or like vice versa if they hit you once like you're immediately dead like i feel that's the that's the kind of issue that you run into um whether they would base like a a combat game like uh maybe like chivalry or um uh for honor that is a star wars based where it's like the whole idea is fully based in combat and how you fight each other where like one wrong move equals death would be cool would love to see it and it would work for star wars 100 percent. it's the just, hardest game in the world <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's one of those things that it's like it's another piece of the puzzle of what everyone would want from a star wars game absolutely how much can you put to the side of like for the sake of it being a video game how much can you be like well it's okay if you just kind of hit them with a lightsaber and not immediately slash through them because i like the challenge and i like the feeling of the video game or do yeah. you have to have it that way it's it's kind of you're you're always going to have a little bit of give and take when it comes to the video game side however i do feel like it is the type of media that allows for such great uh custom customizable uh and um open world where you can really live your own star wars story and we've been wanting that forever so it's definitely one of those things i'm like eh, it's it's hard to see where we want to fit yeah <sighs> yep i it is just a dream right now but there are a couple of star wars games that are still in the work because there's eclipse and then there's two other unknown titles but we know the studios that are making them um josh do you know what they are i know that I, well eclipse is going to be interesting because it's a uh, david cage styled yeah. game however bad he is um which is a very big narrative kind of click and play if you've ever played on the old dvds where you're like all right, hit the button, and then it, it'll take you through a different side of the story. Yeah. I don't know, David. Have you played Dragon Quest, like on an arcade machine? Or do you know? Probably, what that is? but I'm I'm trying to remember what how the actual gameplay was. Like, like something would pop up, it would flash on the screen. You have to like move your like controls to the left or controls to the right. Like it, it completely like changes every time you're playing the game. You talking about that old arcade game that was like going through a book? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's the same kind of thing. That that's that's what the game is going to be. Where it's 
you're going through different narrative paths no. and uh, different options. And uh, there's a lot of different ways that the game can be completed and new things can happen. It's just that you're going to have to be like, eh. yes, uh, the, the that star citizen comment. Yes, I have played it. Um, yeah, that is would be a cool way of doing a Star Wars game. Um, star citizen is an insanely open world where ships and literally like you know coruscant is complete like different levels and um like different doors and there's tons of different 13, things 13 13 yeah it's just bring that game back i mean come on it, yeah it would be nice yeah star citizen would be awesome in a in a in a star wars sense it's just yeah. it's i mean what do we that's the most expensive game ever made currently <laughs> i i feel like we we have all these high ideas for Star Wars. I just don't know how how that would work out. I crowdfund that game. I think that would be fun. Yeah, if they can do it for Haslab and get people all over the ghost, I feel like we should be able to do it for a video game. And I believe that David actually already pre-ordered that, right? I actually haven't because oh, I don't haven't? know. Okay. No, I don't know what credit card or debit card I'm going to use to buy that thing. <laughs> So yeah, I need to look at all my finances and figure out okay how many it's I'm gonna buy. Gigantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mad. It's not gonna fit on this shelf back here, guys. It's I'm gonna have to buy something new. I was actually thinking about taking down my shelves and <gasps> then just putting the mounts for the helmets and have those like kind of floating, and then okay. putting individual shelves on there because you see the uh, sideshow grogu right there it doesn't fit in one of the cubes there it, it does that's <laughs> yeah. all the way on, up on the top so i want to do something different there so i've got the yeah. issue for my black series darth vader helmet like it would not fit in the shelf so i had to buy a whole separate shelving unit just for that and that's a beautiful piece by the way um yeah. but yeah so no i i i get by you know you're starting to get more and you have to make more space but if you have to take down a wall, you have to take down a wall, right? I actually could take down that wall because do it. The bedroom <laughs> right there. It's our guest room. So oh. Colin is probably going to stay when he comes down to Texas here pretty soon. For okay. for what, David? For a convention in Portland, Texas called... I'm waiting. I'm oh. waiting. Called Cadabracon. Wow, that's a great segue, David. Let's talk more about Cadabracon. All right, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Cadabracon is a convention that's happening September 29th through August, or not August, October 1st. And it's going to uh, feature a lot of different um, non-Star Wars celebrities. But there's going to be three Star Wars celebrities there. In particular, uh, Daniel Logan will be there, who we all know as young Boba Fett from Attack of the Clones. Also, Susanna Malik, who is the other Jawa from the Disney Plus shows that I haven't met yet. I met Leilani Shu, and I did a small interview with her. Um, but yeah, she's the other Jawa. And the third prominent Jawa is actually Leilani's daughter named Ariel, who I don't think he has done any press at all, but those are the three main Jawas that have been the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, um, and probably future stuff. And also uh, this actress named Christine, 
Gailey. She was in the R2 unit for the Book of Boba Fett episodes where we saw Mando pop up. And you see that scene at the very bottom if you're watching this on YouTube. That is a scene where we see Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker together having a conversation there where Luke is building that new Jedi temple. So, yeah, these three Star Wars actors should be there. Uh, we are going, we're, we're planning on doing a live podcast on stage for the very first time. We've been applying to Star Wars Celebration forever, but this will be, this will probably happen on the, on the panel stage. Hopefully Colin will be there sitting next to me. Yeah. And, uh, or I don't know via satellite, if that's capable there. Uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully he's there in person. I invited everyone on the podcast to come down. So hopefully we can have more people show up and yeah it's uh at the end of september yeah. should be cooler weather it's in the gulf coast of texas so texas. hope to see you there there you go that was a great segue that was like just perfect cleanest <laughs> transition i've ever seen fantastic so natural. Uh, <laughs> uh how many of you watch the lego holiday specials no i have not <laughs> No. Well, guess what? Oh, okay. Well, guess what? There's another one coming out this fall, and this time it will be about the Mandalorian, but it's going to have a Halloween theme to it. So nice. Ooh. In- yeah. Don't you mean boo? I'm sorry. That was a Ooh. terrible joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, what's it's spooky season? What's cool about these these specials is that. In some ways, there are different canon elements, in my opinion. Not everything is canon, but for example, in the last one that came out, um, the uh, the summer vacation one of where uh, where Weird Al, you know, kind of plays himself, and then he has his own song in it, which is super super funny. Uh, but in that one, at the end, it kind of tells you of what's happening with you know all of the characters from the sequels and you know of where the journeys are ending and if you and if they kind of continue that in the new you know in the new Jedi Order movie with Rey that open uh that will kind of be like oh hey you know some things in there were actually canon because uh Rey and Chewie are going to the unknown regions to explore, most likely to, you know, find a new planet for the new Jedi Order. And then Poe is uh, is trying to rebuild the New Republic and like all that stuff. And that happens at the end of the of the summer vacation special. And then in the in the in the holiday one, the Christmas one, Max Rebo performs at a um, uh, he he performs, you know, for, you know, the crew on life day and Poe is like, Hey, you know, you're Max Rebo from the Max Rebo band. Where's the rest of your band? And the Max Rebo was like, Oh, they all died. And then he's like, Oh, so, so, so it's, it's just like, in some ways I, yes, I know it sounds like I'm just finding some way to make that seem canon to me that he's alive during the sequel era. But honestly, there are some elements in there to me that are canon. And there are shorts in there that are pretty cool. So I would definitely check it out, especially if you're a Lego fan, uh, because it's just like a fun thing to watch when you're building a, like a new Lego set. So uh, 
definitely check that out. And speaking of the Lego, I mean, not the Lego, of the sequels, I know David talked about it briefly, but John Boyega, I guess, is open to coming back uh, as Finn in the new uh, Ray movie coming out. How do we feel about that? Did he change his mind from the last yeah. time we talked? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I know that he said if there's anything that happens, you'll have to hear it from me and not some random news source. I was like, ooh. He he said he is open to returning. Those were his words. Okay. And yeah. if Daisy Ridley comes back and Oscar Isaac comes back, I think that's going to be like a, enough. Well, that's what happened with Spider-Man because tom holland and toby and andrew were talking and then andrew was like well i saw that toby was coming in and if toby was coming back as spider-man then i have to come back as spider-man and i think that's the type of situation of where finn of where john boyega loved working with these actors and these people were like his family for a while so i think that's going to be the big persuasion for him to come back yeah, John Boyega made that really kind of odd statement to me where he said, the only way I'm coming back is if J.J. comes back, if Kathleen Kennedy comes back, if like this other person comes back. And it's like, uh, we all know that they're not all probably coming back no matter what. Like, J.J.'s probably not going to come back for that. And by the time this movie rolls around, Kathleen Kennedy might have been retired, you know? So, I mean, it's... It's kind of odd. And then he said, I don't want to be Disney Plus. And that was right before The Mandalorian hit. And that was like the biggest thing on the planet. And to me, I was like, ah, I wouldn't say that. But John Boyega, he's a really great actor. He has great acting chops. He's done a lot of critically acclaimed stuff, more so than I think Daisy has. Um, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, I think they're just stars now. So uh, they really don't need to come back to star wars for a paycheck per se if you see it in that light but i think if daisy did ask john boyega hey come back let's do the star wars thing i think they are real friends in real life and uh, i think that friendship is pretty strong and I, I think john boyega has made it clear that the marketing in the trailers kind of misled the public as to what kind of character boyega was going to be the prominence in the films and the sequel trilogy. And I think there's an avenue to make his character pretty prominent. I'd love to see it. I love to see him as a master Jedi. That'd be really cool. That'd bring his kind of story kind of full circle there. And I think we all kind of thought he was going to be a Jedi in the sequel trilogy, judging off some of those trailers. So yeah, I think that'd be awesome to see. And in the kind of going back to the, lego specials that they did they actually have him being trained by ray uh it in those holiday specials so i think in a way they actually gave finn a decent amount of more character development than what they did in the actual sequels of 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 him becoming a jedi so if he does come back in the new jedi order film with ray that would be a big thing and i think the script will have to be fantastic to have him come back because i think john boyega which i think a lot of people feel this way is that he um he felt robbed like his like story 
of jumping from a stormtrooper to you know kind of leaving the first order and then becoming a jedi that's so cool and that never really got explored because so many script changes and stuff behind the scenes happen so hopefully we get that training like his jedi training in the movie that ray ends up you know being in now ray loves ray and all and 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 the sequel era ray how how excited would you be if you saw Poe, Finn, and Ray all on screen again? I would be thrilled. Absolutely. I think I think this movie is a I mean, you'd have to John Boyega was really robbed because they really build his character as like having a prominent role. And then that's kind of how they set up the Force Awakens is that like those three would be the new Han, Luke, and Leia. And it didn't really pan out because they didn't spend any of the um, the Last Jedi together, and they were like hit or miss in the Rise of Skywalker. So, I think this movie would be a really good opportunity to deliver on the sort of unspoken promise that they made about Finn how they propped him up to be this bigger character. This would be really good to deliver on that. And you could bring in the other characters um, that also didn't get much of their story. Like um, Rose, she definitely, she definitely needed a a bigger part, I think, because there's so much to that character. And I think, I think it would be cool to bring her back into this movie as well, which I could see happening because if you have it, if Ray takes a prominent role, she's probably going to be very much in touch with the resistance because they're her family. And so I don't see her cutting that off because family is such an important through line for her. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that would be really neat to see Kelly Marie Tran back because I think she knocked it out of her park with, with the acting. It was her first big thing that she had ever done. She was a, uh, I believe she was doing like theater at the time and doing like comedic stuff. And um, when she got cast, it was like, wow, another like newcomer, just like Daisy Ridley. And um, I thought she was great. And yeah, I did. I did think she got kind of, put to the side in the rise of Skywalker and her kind of through line didn't happen, which I don't know. I mean, it, it's complicated to to have to try and end three trilogies in that one movie. And it got kind of yeah. a mess. And yeah, it's, it's a star Wars film. These films typically aren't very long. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's so much screen time. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that if they were to get the three leads from the sequels, Finn, Poe, and Ray. 
that it would be it would be real leverage for Oscar Isaac and John Boyega to um, get the ending that they wanted for their characters. Yeah. For sure. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see something to do like what they had originally for John Boyega. Um, I wouldn't doubt that that's what he's doing now is going around being like time to liberate all the old stormtroopers and give them a new life. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. That actually would be I was saying yeah. how, uh, John and, um, Oscar shipped their characters. Oh yes. Correct. So hardcore. <laughs> Like it was canon to them, and they were just waiting for it to appear in the movie. And they were just like, "Psych!" <laughs> they done interviews where they're like, "Yeah, I was really disappointed that they didn't pan it out uh, that way." And I'm like, <laughs> "They built everything up to it. It's so clear." And then they just fizzle away. And I'm like, "It's right there. Just do it. Just just do it. Just kiss already." <laughs> Absolutely. And someone said that Colin's favorite character definitely gets robbed. Honestly, I'm going to say no to that. I don't think that uh, that he he got robbed of any storyline. I think his story is still out there um, because, again, I scanned that scene in the book of Boba Fett thousands of times. And I didn't see a single blue Hundreds speck in hours there. into the lore. Okay, but like in all seriousness, how is it that you get your favorite character reappearing so often and in the randomest places? And I got nothing. <laughs> I've got friends in high places. Dave Filoni, what's up, man? I was kidding. No, um, uh, no, it's it's get it... me in contact with them. <laughs> I remember the quest. I remember the day that that first episode came out and Max Rebo popped on screen. I cannot tell you how crazy it was that my phone was blowing up all day long and being like, how did you manifest that? How is this possible? Who do you know? It's just like, because if you truly know me, I've been campaigning for years that Max Rebo lived uh on the sail barge and i noticed on the official star wars show that they would have small max rebo you know kind of um different action figures and kind of stuff in the background here and there and then i know anthony carboni talked about it and a couple other people did and then it finally happened and then the first thing that ray said was cool can you start campaigning about sabe so then sabe can reappear and it's just like i mean hey these these things happen but it's, it's i just, still remember it, i was sitting in my basement watching that episode and when it came on screen and i was watching with subtitles and it said like something like alternative cantina music playing and i screamed and sent you a snapchat that was like yeah this isn't fair <laughs> yeah how did you do this <laughs> right and I also get the argument um sometimes from Josh which I know Josh has heard this from uh from like our workplace which is does Max Rebo have four limbs or does he just have two and and we no uh and we just no uh, I think it's two it's not it's yeah not okay, so <laughs> here's the thing it it can go both ways here's here's how I say it. in the original Max Rebo from the original trilogy, it looks 
like it's two feet because there's this weird concept is also at two the feet. area. That was the it concept looks, art. Oh my god! It looks his el- his elbows look more like knees with the way he's sitting and the way it looks. When he reappears in Book of Boba Fett, he very clearly has shoulders. So he very clearly has four limbs there. So the new design definitely has four limbs. I don't think the original had four limbs. Okay. So him in the comic book as well. Him and his brother both. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because I shelved that the other day at the library and I was flipping through it and I was like, huh. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) here, here is the thing. And yes, I will do this on the air. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So you have those comics you have those books and everything but we all know that live action always trumps anything that has um that has stuff over the you know books and the original concept art yes you're right max rebo just had the two limbs and he just played like this and then that's how he would walk around but all merchandise all toys everything that has come out for max rebo all right the only thing i I would throw out I'm going to throw out all of that. The only reason I'm going to agree with you now is just because of... You don't um, want me to talk about it anymore. <laughs> well, the only thing I'm going to agree with you is the fact that we see another of the species for Skeleton Crew. That's it. That's Thank that's you. the only reason. Right. I think, I think they used the design with the two limbs and then decided they didn't want that. So in all the merchandising and stuff, they went with four. So right, it, it was Kenner that made the decision with the merchandising. Right, because yeah, yeah. you popped up that picture of Max Rebo, and it definitely he doesn't have shoulders. The arms come out from like very much lower in his torso, and so it looks like legs coming up from below. His shoulders it's, are hiding behind his big ears. That's no, fine. they're not. They're not though. <laughs> they're not. So. I think that it had more of the design that made it into the original trilogy was closer (laughs) to the one that had the two legs. And then they're like, nah, I'm not a fan of this. Let's give him four. And so they made it four. And when he came back in Book of Boba Fett, they just completely redesigned him and gave him full on shoulders. But I do like this comment. Original had four, but two got blown off. So now he has two. Well, (laughs) so the... (laughs) So the other original thing that happened was at some point, the original design was for him to have, you know, those two legs, but then they had so many puppeteers just controlling this character. I think they had three puppeteers working on Max Rebo and they had like four on Jabba and it was just like, okay, that's a lot. Max Rebo only pops on screen for, you know, maybe 30 seconds, 40 seconds, something like that. We don't need that many people. So how about we do this? And then they just change it to one puppeteer and then they made it to where he's got four limbs. That was a lot easier than having three puppeteers, you know, like, you know, doing all that stuff. It was way too crazy. Um, and you actually see some of that behind the footage in, uh, in, the, in the documentary Light and Magic on, on Disney+. Plus. Uh, so if you haven't watched that yet, definitely check it out. But Phil Tibbet and a bunch of people talked about, you know, that that right there was the original design. 
It was way too complicated. Um, and it just, in George Lucas's eyes, it didn't look that great. So they wanted to make it, you know, a lot easier. And to me, I think the design that they actually went with for filming looked a lot better uh, than than this original design that they had. Yeah. But like, if you look it at just, this, yeah. this concept uh, sculpture, you see how like the legs come out from lower in the torso. Yeah. So I feel like that that still translates to the one you see on screen, which is why it looks like it's knees instead of elbows. Also, the right, angle that right. he keeps them at is really weird. Yeah. So maybe he's double jointed. Listen, his <laughs> his his species his species is very very interesting, and I love any opportunity um that is presented in front of me to talk about it because i love this character so much so i can't say anything negative about your love of max rebo because i'm just as crazy about sabe so i need somebody in my corner for that (laughs) telling you what it's what heroes do i got you uh but yeah uh david is there anything else um well there is some other news about acolyte which is they are not going to be aiming. So it, there have been new reports that have stated that Acolyte will be happening during the second quarter of the year next year. So it sounds like the time frame will be from you know April thirtieth to the beginning of June. So we right. so we might get that May time frame, uh, which is pretty cool because my suspicions would be we would maybe get Star Wars Outlaws early spring. We would get. We, we, we would then get Acolyte, you know, maybe on May 4th or around that time frame. Uh, probably not because May 4th is, I think, falling on a Saturday this year. Uh, but we would probably get around that May time frame, like maybe early May. And then we still got Andor. We have uh, The Bad Batch Season 3. And we have Jedi, uh, um, Tales of the Jedi. Uh, season two as well, all happening next year. So there's five projects that are happening next year, which is pretty sick. And then we have Ahsoka coming up uh, in, in in a couple of weeks, which is very very exciting. The first two episodes drop on August 23rd, and then we don't have a have an official release date for uh for for Skeleton Crew, but it sounds like it's going to be happening in that. Fl- early fall time frame so most likely well not early fall but late fall like thanksgiving time period yeah yeah in the u.s yeah and then we can have a real max rebo debate because then we'll see you know a <laughs> young oh, oh, um it's pronounced Odalan. yes thank you i was stuttering on it but yeah so no it's it that show is going to be awesome uh check out two episodes back of where josh and i actually talked about the trailer more because we, we actually got to see the trailer and how it's got that 80s vibe. It's got that Amblin Studio vibe, which is really, really cool. And we're thinking the reason why the budget is so high for that show is because they're going back to the way that they did effects, which is practical. And that makes sense to have the budget so high because it's so hard to do those 
practical effects under a decent budget nowadays because most of that stuff doesn't exist. So that makes sense of why. And having an 80s vibe type Star Wars show where you you are using, you know, those type of things is going to be so cool. And I loved Goonies. I loved, you know, E.T. growing up. So having that as a Star Wars show would be very, very cool to see. So that's coming mm-hmm. up uh, at the end of this year. So very cool. But yeah, there you go. Does anyone have any words of wisdom? Nothing? Uh, a couple other a things. Oh, oh okay. Oh. Go, go ahead, Ray. Okay. So yesterday uh, in Congress, there was testimony that uh, oh. the United States government <laughs> aliens. has aliens. My aliens. question is which Star Kong? Wars species do you think aliens look like? I think George Lucas had direct communication with some alien species, and that species would probably have to be Max Rebound. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens has that alien vibe. I wouldn't mind ET because we technically see that species they, in. Star they look Wars. like Marfa Lump. <laughs> <laughs> they all look like Marfa Lump. That's what I want to see. See, to me, I'm picturing kind of um, the creatures that were in the desert in the rise of skywalker all having that little celebration that song was the aki aki yeah yeah that song was fired by the way i just remember and and they still haven't released that on on spotify or apple podcast or anything yeah and their dance was like you know sick and it was like and then that you have awesome. that, that behind the scenes footage of daisy ridley just walking through the crowd yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite gifts uh, but yeah that's that's what i think i think yeah. it would look like okay fair enough fair that was enough. my very important question aliens yeah. maybe maybe a bith one of the cantina players i yeah. mean that looks kind of a alien dug. Mm, that's a good idea because <laughs> <laughs> that looks, yeah, you bent that the looks closer to like our stereotype alien yeah yeah either oh, yeah. that or um the ouds from doctor who I am ready for I'm ready for any alien invasion. I, I always have my emergency lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> Just come on, man. Bring it on. Let's Honey, go. You know those lightsabers aren't real, right? They're real to me. Don't kill my dream. <laughs> no, they can be You might attract them, Colin. Different color lights. The man has fire in his hand. <laughs> yeah, Just like, come on, man. I would be all right with aliens coming in as as long as they weren't hostile. Like as long as I didn't. Like... You want to hang out with the aliens and watch Star Wars? Oh, I don't think aliens would be hostile. I think humans would. Could you imagine like me, like of being the representative to Earth and just walking up and being like, "All right, this is very important. Let's watch Star Wars," and we just sit down. <laughs> And they're like, take they're me to like your this. leader, and I'm like, here, rolling in the TV on the cart, yeah. like middle yeah. school. This right here is Max Rebo. He just ties everything together. He like th- this is the reason why Star Wars exists. <laughs> like right, here, like you imagine of them being like, um, is there anything else important on your planet? No, I'm not really. It's and just then Star you have Wars, me but... break into the room and just shove. Like now here's Sabe. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Here's why she's the most important character of Star Wars. <laughs> man, I'm 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 telling you, 
I think the war. I do you guys remember? And I know we're kind of straying away now, but <laughs> do you remember when there were people that were actually planning on storming s- storming Area Fifty One yeah. and someone made like that giant like facebook event and people actually showed up for it and i was just like that's, it was storm that's area 51 they can't stop us all yeah yeah there were signs there's signs at area 51 that say you will be shot on site if you cross mm-hmm. this line yeah. yeah but no one was shot though i think they kind of got it and the government was like yeah, yeah we're gonna no, kill they anyone. had people we'll just... out there yeah but it was just a bunch of uh enthusiastic fans yes i i mean i i think the only reason why i would want to go in there is is to see if they actually have the ark of the covenant because i i know it's been there since the 1930s and i would just really really would like to see it because that's a huge artifact and it belongs in a museum uh but yeah um indiana jones (laughs) uh is there i think that's everything david i want to add something oh here we go (laughs) It's it never ends, never ends. Let's You're go. welcome for this devolving. No, I'm fine with it. So I I had a conversation with someone that their brother worked at Area 51, and he okay. showed me some pictures of stuff. It wasn't alien stuff. It was just like experimental stuff that okay. we were trying, well, and it was really interesting. I'm and I asked him. Now. I was like, "Hey, did your brother every?" I asked him the question. I said, "Were are there aliens there? Are the space recovered space?" He said. Nothing that my brother could tell me. He's like, no, but we did a lot of experiments trying to like lift stuff in the air that probably shouldn't be lifted up in the air. So. <laughs> the way you phrase it, we lift the things in the air that probably shouldn't be. Yeah, he showed me pictures and he, they got uh, declassified and he and we Googled it and you saw stuff that would, they just stuck wings on stuff and yeah, it probably shouldn't fly. But they got things to fly that probably shouldn't be in the air. Like so. cars? Yeah, exactly. Like they took an RV, kind of like Spaceballs, stuck wings <laughs> on it, and made it fly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> if you Google it, you can see the pictures. But no. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. Aliens. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Someone likes Sabe, too. <laughs> I love you. You're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. That was a very eventful podcast. I enjoyed it. Anyone still listening? I'm back. (laughs) Yes, this honestly is a great way to to bring back a classic member. Welcome back, Ray. We're happy to have you back. I love chaos. There you go. There you go. All right, David. Let's go. Two more things. Oh boy. Oh, okay. We're not done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we mentioned Cadabracon, which is going to happen at the end of September. Okay. But there's also uh, Corpus Christi Comic Con that's happening. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go this Sunday. It's happening all this weekend in Corpus Christi, Texas. I will be there Sunday trying to interview the armor, Emily Swallow. There you go. Carrie Jones, who played Black Chrysanthemum. In the yeah. And uh, Dorian Kingy, who was in the Cad Bane suit for Book of Boba Fett. So if you're around there, you might see me running around with a microphone. So there's that. But also in a future podcast, we will have Bob Wills back on the podcast, who is the showrunner, founder, creator of the superhero Comic-Con and Car Show. And they've already made the announcement for next year, 2024, 
if you're watching us on video, uh, the dates will be June 20th through the 23rd. And I spoke to Bob privately and he brought up some interesting names that are really right up our alley that are possible celebrity guests for next year. So hopefully we can have a bigger presence there as Star Wars stuff podcast. And um, yeah, we got a little under a year to prepare for it. So there will also be seven. Yeah. There will be seven of us going to dragon con. Uh, So yeah, I know it's crazy. And we're all going to be wearing costumes. It's going to be a great time. So if you see us on the floor, we're definitely going to have merch. So come and say hi to us. And we're all wearing, you know, a bunch of different Star Wars costumes throughout the weekend. I know Hunter is is taking his droid stew. And and then I'm taking Anakin. We, we, we've got two Captain Rexes. We've got Obi-Wan Kenobi. We have uh, Clone Commando. Like, there is so much happening with our group. And then there's a lot of great people that will be there. And if you haven't gone to Dragon Con, I would definitely go. Uh, because it's definitely, you know, great costumes, uh, the entire weekend and like, like screen accurate costumes, like, like they are handmade. They're beautiful. They're amazing. And then you got drinking like the entire weekend. It's, it's just a giant party. Like the entire weekend. That's exactly what Dragon Con is. Uh, so if you see us come and say hi to us at Dragon Con. Uh, yeah, that's it. There you go. Josh, nothing. No. Cool. <laughs> no, uh, no uh, thoughts of the day. No, no thoughts of the day. Oh, okay, cool. All right, Empty but you can about. find Josh on Threads though. He's making Threads posts now for the podcast. So Threads. There. Wow. And if you don't know what Threads is, it's basically a uh, <laughs> a replacement for Twitter, essentially. Well, Twitter is now Twitter is now X. Twitter is yeah, X, X now. X. Oh my bad. Yeah, it's a replacement. X Force. Yeah. It'll be sending an X real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Re re X that. Like okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. All right. And with that for Josh, Ray, Colin, and David, may the force be with you. Always. Max Rebo has four. Do we still do that? Yeah. <laughs> this is the way. Da 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 da